G'day punters and welcome to Winning Post Preview Podcast for the weekend of Saturday, July 23. I'm John Barker. Dynamite Dan is on leave uh, for one more week, but joining me as usual is Jackpot Joel Marshall. And Joel, highlight at Randwick this Saturday is the ATC Foundation Winter Challenge. This is a race that was won two years ago by Mugatu or Mugatu, call him what you will, uh, to start a campaign, uh, start a very impressive uh, 2021, where he uh, went on to uh, win the Newcastle Cup, run fourth in the Cox Plate and win the All-Star Mile. And Mugatu is there again on Saturday, but uh, importantly, so is uh, another import that we haven't seen before, and that's Gold Trip. Uh, you're excited to see him. I guess the question is, how wet is it going to be? Yeah, well, that's a, a good good question, Bart. Um from more reports, it's not going to be drying out much, uh, much more than um, the next 24 hours. So I think we're, we're on a heavy ten, and I think that's probably what we're going to be working with. So, look, I think there are question marks about Mugatu whether he lines up. Just listening to Chris Lee's earlier in the week, they may elect to save him for another race. But of course, he did win this race a couple of years ago. First up, certainly wasn't on a heavy ten though. A gold trip, though, I think it's all systems go to give him a run on Saturday. As you said, we haven't seen him in Australia yet. Um, he was supposed to uh, kick off in the spring last year, but um, not to be. He's only won one race. He's been group one place three times, fourth in an arc, on a very wet track. So, look, it's interesting to, um, to see how he goes. He's getting seven kilos, seven or eight kilos away to everything. But he's jumped out at Cranbourne and his trial recently at Albury was very good. So he's, I think he's there to be running a very, very good race. Certainly an intriguing runner. Yes, indeed. Well, we may as well start there at Randwick on Saturday. Race 8 at 3.25pm Eastern ATC Foundation Winter Challenge. It is a listed quality over 1,500 metres with uh, Gold Trip and Mugatu 61 each. And then it's back to the rest on 54 and 53. Yeah, well, I'm going to tip Gold Trip. Um, I think there's a, a bit of intent here. And um, look, he's got the outside gate into a 6-1 on an absolute bog first up. So there are negatives. But uh, look, I, I think he went up $15 on Monday. And he was quickly into around 7 or 8. And I think off the final field market on Wednesday, he went up about $8. And I think that's probably, you know, about right. You certainly wouldn't want to be taking... A, of a lot shorter than that. But, um, yeah, I'm going to lean his way and hope his class can uh, take him through nine Oscar Zulu I've been with. And we haven't collected, but he's been running good races and he really hasn't had a lot of things go right. He's pretty well weighted, obviously, here with all the weights being compressed down to 53. I think he uh, can run well, just needs another win. 14 snippy flop. Uh, her two runs back from Australia have been very good. Fourth in the June stakes, and runner-up behind Waihaha Falls, who she's elected not to take, or Joe Pride is elected not to take on again with his mare. He had her accepted for race seven as well, uh, where Waihaha Falls would come for that $1.50. But they're going for the black bike race, nothing down on the minimum. It's worth a crack, and 12, Joe was the man. Deserve a favourite, I think. He's going really well. He's come through the classes, a couple of 78 wins, went to the Windsor State. It was very brave off a wide run beating all but Tattoo. Deserved favourite, just, um, you know, that was a, a tough run he had the other day, so just whether that's taken a bit off him um, is the slight concern. But 
goal trip from me, one nine fourteen and 12. Your best at Randwick comes up in the following race. Uh, that is race nine, and uh, I speak of number one, Conscript. Yeah, made him the best a fortnight ago, and he got the cash. It was a pretty strong win. Uh, good return from him. They rode him cold first up, and he hit the line, but more intense second up. He, Tim Clark rode him positively. He found the front. He kicked when it's no zone, went up the challenge for too long. It was a good, strong win. He may get a bit more pressure here from Ferretti, who's a real go-forward runner, coming off the first up run down in Swan Hill. Um, but hopefully Tyler Schiller is uh, confident early, uh, positive, and, and puts him there. And even if he can't lead, I think if he can sit outside Ferretti, then he's going to get the right run. Third up, still on the up this prep, and he loves to look at the ground. So I think he'll be winning again. And your value bet a little bit earlier, race six, number 11, Flying Step. Yeah, lightly raced Philly this one. She's only had the five starts. She won her maiden at Canterbury three back. And since then, she's had two goes at the midweekers and run really well both times. I thought she kept coming right to the line on the heavy 10 last time out, then second behind Morioka, who failed last Saturday. So there's a little bit of a query on the form line. But the way Flying Step raced, he was certainly suggesting that she wanted further. Well, she gets 1,500 here. There's question marks about a few of these up in the weights. And I thought down on 54, he got through the heavy 10 conditions well last start. Jason Collett riding like a demon at the moment. Uh, well, sort of, you know, smaller stable, you're going to get over the odds. So happy to play her each way in race six. All right. Any other thoughts on Royal Randwick on Saturday? Uh, well, I've made my uh, winning post page two ruffy at Randwick this week. Race two, number 10, Brains's. Uh, goes around in the highway handicap. Always tricky races, but um, I think this bloke's going well. He was very good at Golden, just missed two back. They got a mile back at Maria last start. Stewart's did query the ride. He hit the line strongly late when it was all over. He came to town for one of these last prep, over 1,800, and he battled on quite well, beaten three lengths. I think he's probably improved a little bit this time in, and I think the mile suits him better. So, Probably not one of the strongest highway races we've seen. I think uh, that sort of form that he brings to the table is good enough to run well at an interview price. All righty, Caulfield, the venue for Melbourne racing on Saturday. And uh, fair to say it's going to be a fair bit firmer than Randwick. Uh, soft six as we speak to you on Thursday. Nothing in the way of rain forecast. In fact, I think it's going to be a relatively balmy 17 degrees uh, in Melbourne on Friday. There uh, have been some very cold mornings and sunny days has been the way, way it's been going in the southern capital of late. The main race at Caulfield is race 8 at 4.20pm Eastern. It is the big screen company Bletchingley Stakes. 1,200 metres, Group 3, standard weight for age. Got a few fun facts on this race. Uh, no... Monash Stakes winner has won the Bletchingley since Rubitano way back in 2002, 20 years ago, which is quite remarkable given that the Monash is clearly the obvious lead-up race to the Bletchingley. They're both at weight for age, so you don't get penalised for winning the Monash. It's an interesting fact, and it's something that Maliva has to overcome, as well as uh, the widest barrier. Uh, and... Speaking of which, only two winners in the 28-year history of the Bletchingley have jumped from double-figure barriers. 
and only two have carried double-figure saddlecloths, which is bad news for uh, one that you uh, have written about in the paper this week, Joel, in Maria Mia. Not sure it's such bad news because fairly small fields have been uh, the norm in the Bletchingley over the years, so there wouldn't have been that quite as many jumping from uh, gate 10 or up or barrier uh, or uh, number 10, carrying number 10 or up. Three of the past four Bletchingley winners have been resuming from a spell. Unusually, the only one resuming here is Streets of Avalon, uh, who obviously is the class conveyance here as uh, a dual group one winner, but um, most would expect him to improve with the run. And the other fun fact is that Damien Oliver has ridden the Bletchingly winner five times. No other jockey or trainer has won it more than twice. He is on number two, Scolopini, the Queenslander. What did you make of all this, Joel? Yeah, well, it's uh, an interesting race. As you said, the uh, the Monash hasn't really been um, the best guide in terms of finding the winner for the Bletchingly, but um, Maliva... Look, I think there's be a few people probably potting her as well because she's got to go to 1,200. She's had four cracks of it and hasn't won over it yet. I was very keen on her in the Monash. And top chance hit again here because I think she just may well have improved this time in. Uh, but in saying that, I'm going for one that um, has a fair bit of residual fitness here. And look, she's not well suited at the weights, but I speak of number 10, Maria Mia, daughter of Toronado, recently came to hand, bought by... Reading operation New Haven Park. They've got a win on the board at Rose Hill at her second run for the New Connections and for Trainer Joe Pride, and then went to Queensland, finished fourth in the Dane Ripper, and then came back to Sydney and ran fourth in the Civic Stakes. So she's had those two runs 1300, 1400. It's a good setup this 1200 with a trial in between. Got Jamie Carr, so I think they're pretty confident with how she's going to go, and she's shortened up the all through the week. It was, she was 11 or $12 on Monday and then final field around 8 and I think just last time I looked, she six fifty seven. So that's probably as short as you want. I, I was thinking she's an $8, $9 chance sort of at least. But, um, yeah, I think she's a good play each way, even with the weights again. She's going to handle the conditions, whatever gets thrown up. And I think she can beat Maliva, who look, probably got most things in her favour when winning the Monash, got a gun ride. But she was also... I thought under pressure a fair way out, and you were never really confident, but she just kept coming, and that's what makes me think 1,200 might not be beyond her this time in. Uh, three ASAR, I think, can improve from that Monash run. Should strip a bit fitter for that, and I think the Queenslander, the one you mentioned that Damien Oliver rides, Calipini, can certainly figure in the mix. He's just going to need a, a little bit of luck. Um, you know, he's probably going to sit on midfield, and perhaps you know, a shade further is better for him but I expect him to be finishing off very strongly. I've gone with uh, 10 on top from 8, 3 and 2. Uh, well, I went for number 7, King of Sparta, for the Snowdens uh, down from Sydney and uh, only run this time in. Not a bad run in the Healy Stakes over this trip at Eagle Farm. Probably peaks over further, has trialled since that Eagle Farm Run and won the trial. Uh, classy conveyance. Just thought could get up here from Sartorial Splendor, Maliva and Streets of Avalon. Seven, four, eight and one. Uh, as I mentioned, number race eight, number seven, King of Sparta is my value bet on the program. My best bet was uh, my best bet last week and Lazy Lobster, Pashero was uh, saved for this race 
a week later, and uh, as long as there's nothing wrong there, I'm happy to stick. Joel, Maria Mia was your value bet as well. Talk us through your best at Caulfield, race nine, number two, Mr. Exclusive. Yeah, well, Mr. Exclusive, he missed the run a couple of weeks ago in the race that Edison won. Um, first emergency in a big field and no scratching, so they were a bit stiff there. But he lines up in an easier race here, back to a 78 off those last two runs at 84 level and gets in with the same weight after the three-kilo claim for Logan McNeil. Yes, he's got a wide gate, which is an ideal 1,400 core field, but he's got some tactical speed, so he's going to roll forward, and I don't think uh, that's too bad for these horses drawn out wide. He was very good first up behind Aguilar, and then just no luck at all last time. He finished 12 of 14, but he was just starting to build his revs at the top of the straight and then ran into a brick wall, and he was basically untested the whole way down the straight. So pretty keen that he can bounce back and take plenty of beating. I agree with you. I think Pachero, I nearly made him my best, but I think he's uh, Allenton will be very hard to beat with that run under the belt. Perhaps the other one that I thought was a bit of value earlier on the card in the two-year-old race, race two, uh, where we see Boogie Dancer, very short around even money, off that impressive win at Sandown, but uh, we're going to have something each way, number five, Belair. Uh, the Freedmans know what they're doing with these two-year-olds have had a couple of late-season winners um, in the past couple of weeks to go with their earlier deeds this season and uh, Ballet was pretty good first up on the synthetic pack and through 11, missed the start, got back and hit the line hard, just missed. Uh, had the blinkers on there and that may have been why he missed the start so hopefully he's taken a bit of uh, benefit, a bit of experience from that and jumps better and I think he can run you a good race each way. Alrighty, they are racing on the Parks track at Morfordville in Adelaide on Saturday and you're saving your best for last. Yeah, I've jumped off as Chicago Storm as my best. You got the cash a couple of weeks ago at even money and likely to be oh, probably a little bit better odds because it's a stronger race. I just thought that wide gate you a bit of a risk. I have picked him on top. But I've made my best the horse who gave him a bit of a fright the other day, Tupaloo, race nine, number five. Down the front, gave a strong kick. Thought it was a pretty good effort. You know, you were always confident on Chicago Storm. He just sort of was rolling about a little bit, not going straight, but you always thought he was going to pick up Tupaloo. I thought the effort of uh, Tupaloo was very good. He's only won one race, um, one win from 11, so eligible for easier, but going well, he backed up made him win first up with that good effort the other day at Gawler, so I thought he would take a fair bit of beating. I've struggled to find a value bet here, and I went for one that I knew was going to be big guys. I didn't think it would be $81. Um, I thought it might have been half of that, but uh, race six, number 10, uh, race. He's a horse you couldn't have more than a couple of dollars on. Four wins from 50 starts, but he bogs up in the least expected, and I think he's going okay. The run two runs back. If he gets any luck, he's Big figures in the in the placings, and he got beat about four lengths, finishing sixth on the park track. He goes pretty well uh, when he gets the blinkers applied, and they put the blinkers on Saturday. It's not a strong race, as I said. I couldn't recommend having much of a bet on him, but at, at silly odds, maybe just a couple of dollars. Alrighty, Doombin, the venue for Brisbane racing on Saturday in the soft range as we speak to you, but uh, looks like there's a fairly biblical downpour scheduled for Friday and Saturday. Joel, what uh, have you managed to find for us up there? 
Yeah, well, I've made my best uh, race seven, number 11, Tarek. I think most people are going to find him. Fortunately, I was on him in the wing skinnies the other day when he was double-figure odds, and he just missed picking up Majestic. Well, he didn't just miss, he'd been two lengths, but he beat all but Majestic colour, and it was a, a very good effort because, like, sitting wide that day was no disadvantage, but I don't know if he was any closer than five wide, so it was a tough run. Very good effort. He's a promising uh, three-year-old. He draws the inside gate here. Whether that's any good on the wet ground is the concern. So, look, I'd be waiting. He's $2.10, which is very short. You're going to get scratchings, deductions, and I think he might even drift out a bit if that inside gate becomes a bit of a negative. So just wait and see how the track goes. But I think he's the best horse in the race. He'll be pretty hard to beat. And one at value is race five, number 11, in the class three race, just strolling uh, from Brett Cavanaugh's yard. Good effort at going two back, finishing runner-up with a big weight, and then went to Grafton, had 60 kilos, caught a little bit wide early, and battled on pretty well. I always like following that Grafton carnival form, especially those sort of, um, you know, not necessarily the main races, but those class two, class threes, they're always quite deep. and follow the form out of them with a bit of confidence. So I thought uh, double-figure odds, he might be worth a look each way. Across the Nullarbor on Saturday, racing once again at Belmont. There is one stakes race. It is the listed HG Bolton Sprint race, eight over 1,200 metres. Our man Greg Hooper's uh, value bet comes up here. Uh, most of these coming through the Bowfine, but he's gone with uh, the Spruker, who is second up. That is race eight, number seven to beat Hot Z, Nerodio and Resort Man. So that's 7, 5, 1, 11 and his best. Earlier in the program, race 3, number 5, Halatorian. Earlier in the day, across the Tasman Joel, they are racing at uh, New Plymouth and Rotorua. Yeah, both tracks are going to be pretty wet. So uh, heavy tenders, which is big. I think there's more rain expected. So um, I wouldn't even be surprised if... Uh one of them went by the wayside, but uh, in any case, um, my best for New Plymouth is race two, number nine, Shikari. Strong maiden win. Uh, made her my best bet a couple of weeks ago coming off that maiden win, and it was a good run. I don't think necessarily leading on a very wet track at Hastings was um, the way to go because they had to get away from the inside, and you just give away your advantage. It's tough to do. I thought she battled on quite well for third. So I think if she's ridden a little bit with cover here, like she was when she won her maiden, she can bounce back to winning form. Uh, the value bet comes up in race seven, number 12, Shijenga. Who runs back from a spell? have been really good. Tackled uh, a three-year-old handicap company last time out, finished alongside multiple winners. It drops back to a special conditions maiden, so there's a couple of horses here that have won a race. But, um, definitely much easier than what uh, she took on at uh, Tarapa the other day. So I think Shijenga can run well. Race seven, number 12. And at Rotorua, my best bet comes up in race seven, number three, Shoshone uh, put in a rare bad one last time out. Dropped right out as if something was amiss. Uh, nothing really noted in the stewards' report, but they've backed off her, given her some time. She's been back to the trials. With one tri- won her trial quite well. She's won five races on heavy track, so just um, hoping that was just an off day and she can bounce back to her best. She'll be hard to beat. And the value is race eight, number nine, Muse. All runs back from a spell, yet to be placed, but just ticking over nicely. Improved last time out, out to the 2,200. That was in 74 grade. Finished fifth. It was a good run. Now she drops back to 65 grade and gets a four-kilo claim. So gets in with 51 kilos. 
better for that run at 2,200 metres. I think a yeah, good each way play in the final event. Rightio, that wraps up the preview section of the podcast. Brings us to our best $20 bet of the weekend, Lazy Lobsters. too much damage done last week I was with Peshero who of course as mentioned earlier was scratched uh, Joel Pizarro so close yes second um, and he was yeah, he was stretching the neck late but couldn't quite pick up the Chris Waller run rightio well uh, onward and upward what do you want this week yeah well I, I was kicking myself that I didn't go conscript two weeks ago instead I went uh the mayor up in Queensland and ended up being scratched. So, well, hopefully we're not jumping on the bandwagon too late and we'll make it conscript, uh, which is with race nine, number one. All right, and uh, I will stick with Peshero, which is uh, at Caulfield. And uh, that is, if I just flip back to the correct page of the winning post, that is race six, number two at Caulfield. Peshero, that leaves us only to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already. Form for Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Plenty of uh, other good reading and features besides. Uh, it is online now or it's in shops Friday morning. And just a reminder, this is not a drill, but next Friday, July 29, uh, you will have to get to the newsagent to pick up your winning post because that has got the famous racing and sports wall calendar in it. Sponsored by Bet365 and just basically all the uh, meetings, feature races and sports events right throughout 2022-23. So please do make sure you get there and get it because that is the only way you can get one is by picking up your winning post next Friday at the newsagent. Meanwhile, have a great weekend, everybody. Back plenty of winners. We'll, We'll talk to you along with Daniel next week on the Preview Podcast.